You parents out there deserve more time to yourselves than ever. Take this chance to sit back, relax with us as we discuss the latest topics and trends. I'm Michelle, a proud mama and also a boss mom. I'll be your host today on Mom's Time Out. Thanks so much for stopping by. Hey guys, we're so excited today to have you join us. We're going to be speaking to Shanila Satter. We're excited to catch up with her and learn her take on holistic health and healing. Shanila, good morning. How are you doing today? You know, in between auntie life, I can't complain. (laughs) That's great. Well, I mean, it's a blessing as well. So good, good memories there and good times, right? Yeah, we just had some park time, some ducks, some birds, all good on this end. Perfect. What a great what a great way to start the morning. So why don't you walk us through your background a little bit and what inspired you to get into this field? Sure. So I'll just give a little introduction of myself. I'm Shanila Sattar. I'm the founder of Always Play Studios and the Integrative Healing Academy, where I train sound healers, breathwork facilitators, and I mentor aspiring healers and i've been in this space for about five to seven ish years you know it's kind of up in the air how long i've been here but pretty much i'm a fourth generation sound healer and my background is in research science i used to work on research and women's research all around the united states and different universities and pretty much just learned that i didn't actually know how to take care of myself and it, over the 10 years and being in women's research I started to notice that I had like a lot of health stuff, health issues, emotional imbalances. Um, I used to get really sick in my stomach and my hair was falling out. I was getting panic attacks out of pretty much nowhere. And I'm generally like a healthy person. I would consider myself, you know, an athlete and taking care of myself in certain ways. But there was just something that was missing in my well-being toolkit that I didn't actually really know how to take care of myself from the inside out. So I got curious into learning kind of holistic modalities to take care of my my inner being, my emotional being, my mental being, my energetic being, my physical being, right? Like all the different bodies that we have. And so I started to learn more about sound baths, sound healing, frequencies, breath work, and now I support others to do the same. That's that's just great. And I think all of it sounds really heavenly. So let me ask you this. When you started to pay attention to signs that you mentioned that something's not right here, what was it that triggered that? You said your hair was falling out. Was it environmental? Was it health? What did you kind of narrow those changes to be? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an ongoing kind of discovery for me. It wasn't just like one day I decided. It was kind of just like little things that added up over time. So at first, it was like severe insomnia. And I had already suffered from like seasonal depression. Whenever like seasons would change, I would feel really affected by it. And during, you know, in this is about 10 years ago. So in my early 20s, when you go to the doctor for any kind of um, ailments like that, people are just like, oh, you're stressed or, oh, these are your 
hormones or this must be, you know, it's very, it's a dismissive kind of way to look at young women's health, especially when you are in college, in a stressful environment, you're kind of just like learning how to take care of yourself. So for years, I was actually experiencing these ailments and feeling like the brunt of how, you know, how depression was hitting me or how um, uh, my sleep schedule was hitting me, how my emotions were going up and down. But it was always kind of just dismissed as it being like, okay, you're just hormonal or okay, just must be stressed. Nobody really looked at the root of why any of these things were happening. And then it got pretty bad about five, seven years ago, five to seven years ago, this is when like, I really started heavily focusing on it is when those bigger kind of things start to show up those bigger kind of evidences like, yeah, when you're stressed, when you don't have sleep, like you kind of just like shut that under the rug. But when you are like fainting out of nowhere, like, okay, we got to look at that. Or, or like when your hair is falling, out like uh due to what like th those were bigger more um more red flaggy kind of things that were happening so as those started to happen that's when i was like wait a second there's there must be something to the root of this because i'm you know generally healthy in that sense you know as i mentioned like I, i'm an athlete i play field hockey and you know i'm i'm moving around i'm not like the best at you know best nutrition best 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 but i, I do generally well in that sense but then these things that were happening and these things that were manifesting in my body were completely like red flag like you got to look at that so that's when i started to really look at it and so what did you change and how did you get to a path to better health and to heal what step did you take and i only ask so that way if women are finding themselves in the same situation that they go wait a minute um I'm raising my hand because I'm experiencing that. And I didn't realize it was a huge symptom. But now that I'm sort of aware, what could I do? What small changes could I sort of implement? Absolutely. And I think anytime we make any kind of incremental changes in our life, it's really just comes from that awareness level first. So first thing I had to do is just become aware that like, oh, crap, this is a problem. And this is a long term ongoing problem. And oftentimes, especially because, you know, my work involves working with a lot of healers or specifically people are who are kind of in this, you know, early, early 30s kind of age range. This is like a really huge thing that society as itself has kind of uh, uh, evolved to ignore, like women's health and women's needs. And in my head, I only thought that health was just like your physical body. So that's what I meant when I said like, oh, I thought I was like generally healthy because like, okay, like my nutrition's all right, you know, like I'm taking care of myself in this kind of way. But your emotional body, your physical body, your emotional body, your mental body, your spiritual body, and your energetic body is what creates you as a person. So for me, it was just understanding that, yeah, I'm taking care of myself in X, Y, and Z ways, but there's also these four other places where I have no... I have no skill sets. Like I have no tools to take care of myself and manage my emotions or process through emotions in a healthy kind of way. And at that time, I didn't realize that emotions were held in the body. Emotions, literally the word emotion stands for energy in motion. And you know, E equals MC squared, E equals MC squared, energy equals mass, right? Emotion, energy in motion. So I didn't understand that energy and emotions like lived in your physical body. And so when you had stress, it actually sits on your on your shoulders. Or when you have pain and grief, it sh sits on your lower back. When you have heartache, 
universally, doesn't matter what religion, creed, language you speak, universally that emotion is processed at the center of your chest, not at your anatomical heart, which is a little left of your center of your chest, but at the center of your heart, like center of your body. So all these emotions have very specific places where they sit. And for me, this, this really came about in a time where I was going through a lot of transitions at the same time. My grandfather had passed away. I was leaving this long-term relationship and like everything, you know, in, in astrology, it's called Saturn return when you're just like, oh crap, who am I like in your mid 20s, upper 20s, that's when you come into this, like, what is my purpose kind of discovery phase. And so when I started to like, understand, actually, these things are a manifestation in my body, I'm fainting, not because like my nutrition is bad, or because my physical health is bad is because I'm holding on to emotions, but I don't actually know how to process. And nobody taught me how to process these things or talk about it or held space for that in that way. And those years where I've tried to, you know, seek support or, you know, just like express like, hmm, is this something right? Like nobody around me really knew how to guide me in that way. So my tip for other people who are kind of like experiencing physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual imbalances in their body or their energy is number one, come to the awareness that you even have that because you don't have a, you don't have an opportunity to problem solve it. You don't have an opportunity to look at the root of what any of those things are. If you don't even acknowledge that, like, huh, maybe my sleep is not just like bad sleep. It, it is like a pattern or maybe my, you know, my emotions isn't just like blame it on my period. It, it is a pattern that fluctuates in a different way. So it's not a one-stop shop. Like here's the 10 ways that you heal your life. I think you would be, you know, it would be a crapshoot to say something like that. It's to say, come to an awareness of what's actually going on for you. How are you taking mm -hmm. care of your physical health? How are you taking care of your emotional health? Are you in a supportive place where you are able to process through those emotions how are you taking care of your mental health like is people in your family like making fun of therapy or your society or your culture or maybe finances doesn't allow you to you know but to invest in that in that self-care routine that well-being routine how are you doing spiritually like what are your spiritual practices what are your energetic practices and that means like how do you ground yourself? How do you stay in alignment with projects that you love to do? How do you, you know, take care of your, uh, your excitement and the things that you are curious about, the things that you want to learn about? How do you do all those things? And it's not to aim for perfection, like every part of this has to be perfect, it's to say that put a little bit of your time and effort in each of these little domains, instead of just only focusing on like, okay, I'm only healing my emotions or only healing my physical, only, only, only. And that's the lens of that integrative wellness or integrative health, which really asks you to build awareness of what's going on for you as an individual. God, that's so... I mean, it makes such sense, right? Because I sort of feel that we always start there in terms of like nutrition. When you say, I don't feel good. I have an upset stomach. What's kind of like the go-to is always, well, what did you eat? Right? Mm. And it's it makes perfect sense that as individuals, especially as women, as moms, we're stressed. And we sort of always put that to the sidelines of emotional health and mental health that we just sort of go, tomorrow's another day, I'll get through it. Or let me do a, you know, six cups of coffee to keep me going, or let right. me go out to the park. And you mentioned that word that sort of just like resonates is awareness. It's not gonna happen 
in an instant because it's something like like nutrition, right? It's something that you have to just carry throughout your your routine, a serious practice that you can't neglect daily. Is that right? Absolutely. And if you just think about, you know, we're on the mom's timeout podcast, right? And so you're thinking thinking about in terms of like kids, right? your kid will need different things during their seasons of growth, right? The amount of food, the type of nutrition, the amount, the, t- the time of day that they're eating, like you can't just like decide this is the schedule and stick them to that because it actually will hinder their growth rather than like, you, rather than seeing them through their, you know, growth spurts and seeing them through their season. And every, you know, and I was mentioning to you that I have a little nephew, he's 18 months. And so I'm, I'm not a mom myself, but I do, uh, I, you know, it, it it's pretend it's important to kind of notice that like his needs even like three months ago is so much different than right now versus when he was born than when he was here and essentially you're still a big baby and I don't care if you're a mom or not or like whatever you know self-important title that we have now it's like you're still a child in you know you're a human who has different seasons and different needs and so to stick to a routine that isn't serving you in this season of your life that's something you bring awareness to so for example you know the kid the you know children is an example but if i use myself as an example i mentioned earlier that you know seasonal depression is something that i experience and so i don't experience this through every single season i mainly experience this through the winter season i'm really affected by the sunlight i'm affected by the amount of chemicals my body is making the amount of energy that i have so if i know that about myself then i'm going to treat myself a little bit differently to in in this particular season than I will during the fall time, which is like right now when we're, you know, when we're talking during this fall time, I have a lot more energy. I have a lot more like excitement and, you know, my, my mornings look different. My night times look different, but talk to me in three weeks, talk to me in a month, that routine and that the needs of my physical body will change. And so it goes back to what, you know, what you reflected back to me is that having that awareness of yourself is where it starts so that you can show up for yourself in the needs of that particular season instead of like bullying yourself being like Shanila you have to do all these things that you know you were doing during the summer and like you were so diligent over there yeah I was because there was more sunlight and my body was creating more chemicals than I have right now and in this season of the of this winter time I take longer to get up I take I take less meetings I stop teaching I have like a lot more free time so that I can help myself not actually go into that seasonal um, depression expression of it. I know it's possible, but this is how you evade, this is how you help yourself, and this is how you work with yourself by being aware about what is actually happening for you rather than what you think should be happening. You know, and what I really appreciate about what you're saying is what I'm hearing from you is the boundaries that you've set for yourself to have this self-love, because that really is the ultimate self-love you know yourself so well and what you need and you're respecting yourself enough to go, this is what I need right now. And I'm taking a pause on certain things. And I honestly think that I, I know that I'm not alone um, with other women that we always just feel guilty saying no. And we push through and we put a lot on our plate and we feel guilty when we're not apart. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that the big takeaway is it's okay. It's okay to serve ourselves for a minute and rejuvenate. True. And, you know, and I think 
women, you hit it on the head around that, but then also think about like the intersectional identities that any of us have, right? We, like myself, I'm an immigrant here. I'm a 1.5 generation immigrant. I have, you know, uh, I'm a third culture kid. Like there's all these different cultural things that are embedded in my upbringing where it makes me feel, like you said, it just makes you feel a little selfish or guilty. And, you know, saying, saying that you have boundaries or saying that you have needs, it has like a connotation to that. And what it comes down to is, you know, this whole concept of filling your cup first. And however, you've heard that being said, the concept is essentially that you do the world a service by fulfilling your basic needs first. And you give from the overflow because you feel aligned, because you feel healthy and because you are mm -hmm. taking care of yourself, you're actually a better candidate to give to all the people that you want to give to. And of course, this is like, you know, we're talking about like, okay, well, you know, in your season of like rest, then you can, you know, rest for longer, da, da, da. but those things get a little bit harder to think about, like when you have family to take care of or little kids and smaller. And so this goes back to what I said about, it's not about making sure all your categories are in perfection level, that you've hit 10 out of 10 in every single categories. It's like, let's aim to hit a few items on each of those categories, because overall it's going to, it's going to be very micro, micro activities with really big impact. So in a busy day, maybe you don't have all this time for like, uh, you know, your self-care routine and da, 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 da. maybe, maybe like realistically you're freaking tired at the end of the day, you know, and I'm watching my brother and my sister-in-law, they have a little one. It's like, oh my gosh, they wish they could do all these different things. And they, they try their best around it, but like realistically, energetically, what is those one, two, three, or four things that you can put in? So yeah, maybe it's that outdoor time to get that sun. So you put in that 15 minute walk. You don't need a whole ritual of a walk every single day, but maybe you try to do that three times a week or you start to put in some kind of, you know, like a, a reminder on your phone that, hey, drink an extra glass of water. Like all those things are such like, I would even say, you know, dumb, you know, requests for people to do. But these are the basic human needs that actually make the most kind of impact in you learning how to take care of yourself. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, you're making all the right points. And I think it uh, really will hit home with a lot of women. What, so let's touch on the points that you were making about sort of that emotion. I love that because I've never heard that energy in motion. So let's segue into how that healing and the sound bath works to sort of, I've never tried a sound bath. It sounds amazing. So what is that? And sort of just, you know, if, if, it, if you can kind of just tie that up on how sound baths work and how it helps the body. Yeah. So I'll give you like a very short version of this because I'll be here for like 12 days talking about sound baths. I'll like try to keep it. Well, basically sound baths use different frequencies that help your brain and body get into altered states of consciousness. So different sounds and different frequencies essentially allow yourself to get into either an alpha, beta, theta, delta, or a gamma state. So when you're listening to sound baths, basically you don't have to do anything. I always call it this like the cheater's way to meditate. 
you don't have to do anything. You're listening to different instruments that are curated to very particular frequencies that help your body get into a deep state of meditation. So in that meditation, you get the all the benefits of traditional meditation, better sleep, better mood, better focus, better clarity, better energy, better, better everything, except you don't have to do anything to do that. And so essentially what happens is that when you're, when you're listening to this, you get into this deep state of meditation, your body goes into something known as the parasympathetic nervous system in nervous state. So you have a bunch of different nervous systems, you know, like let's skip over all of that. It gets into the parasympathetic nervous state, which is essentially your body's clue that it can rest right now. And so a lot of us exist in our other state, which is our sympathetic nervous state, which tells your body, I'm anxious. I'm just trying to survive. I have to, all these things to do. And I have that. It's, it's that kind of energy. It's like da, 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 da. it's that energy, and most of us actually live there, and we don't even know it. Like because we don't breathe, we don't like sleep well. Like blah blah blah. Like the list is long. Like that's where most of us live, and so this is essentially tricking your mind and tricking your body and tricking your brain waves to bring yourself into this parasympathetic nervous state, where now your body says like, oh okay, let me put down my defenses. So this system is where you rest and digest. So your metabolism is increased, your immunity is increased, your respiration is improved, your chemical production is improved, all of these beautiful, like juicy, juicy things are improved while you're in this deep meditative state and in this parasympathetic nervous state. And so now here's, you know, this kind of comes full circle to what we were saying. It's like, so it actually doesn't matter if your nutrition is perfect, if your body is not actually digesting that thing that you're eating, right? And so it's like, okay, you put the right food in here, but your body's like actually not digesting it because it can't really digest in the sympathetic state. It's going to digest, but not in an optimized way. So all of these things are working together, your mental body, your physical body, your emotional body, and all these different things are co-corresponding with each other to inform how your body is going to recalibrate itself. So after a sound bath, actually most during, most people during a sound bath like tend to fall asleep and it's okay because like your body is still listening to the frequencies your, and the vibration. Um, and it is different experiencing a sound bath virtually versus in person. They just don't compare, they do different things. So they just, you know, there's apples to oranges. You can't compare them, but it's not the same. But basically, in a sound bath, you might fall asleep. You might also feel some tingling sensations, some some uh, colors moving through. It's because of what we just spoke about, that energy, anything that's sitting heavily in energy in your body, if you can imagine energy as like a physical thing, like that heartache physically sitting in your in your chest or that burden on your shoulder physically sitting on your shoulders or that weight on your back physically sitting on your back you can actually physically feel those things moving through and so sometimes it's a big shift you 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 know there's people who have come and they're like oh my gosh i like you, my neck pain is healed or this thing is healed and sometimes it takes a gradual time like that emotion takes a little bit longer to move through it really depends on the individual so i wouldn't say like oh here's the miracle cure you come to a sound bath heal all your problems right it's like a it's like a maintenance thing just like with anything else and in the same way you might also feel some 
temperature cues because emotions, you also know this, right? Like linguistically, we understand emotions move through as temperature. Like when you say hot headed or heated with rage, hot and heavy, you know, hot passion, steaming mad, these are all very intense, hot energy. And anytime you felt any of those emotions, they process as heat in your body. And you can see that as ki in kids, right? When they get like mad, their face is turning red and their hands are like, eh! this is a very hot emotion. And then we have cold emotion, cold energy, which is like avoidance or, you know, turning the cold shoulder or ice queen. When someone's like mean, it's like very icy and avoidant. We have the linguistics to kind of describe that, but like, let's come back to the root of what that means. And so you might even feel in your body some temperature differences. So some people will get like burning hot. They feel like they're sweating and add the same sound bath. There's, so there might be somebody who's like shivering because they're releasing emotions in that way. So long story short is essentially a way to get yourself into this parasympathetic nervous state where your body knows how to heal itself naturally. That is such, I mean, I want to go, do, I want to go explore more and learn more about this. I mean, hearing you just speak, it really sort of puts everything into perspective and my, for me, I want to dig deeper. So I'm definitely going to keep in touch with you and explore more because I think that what you have to offer is so important and a great awareness for women. Sometimes we're not aware of these unique and important, valuable tools that we can apply to ourselves. And like you said, it doesn't have to be jump in with, you know, both feet, we can make small progressions. So if anybody has questions, can you tell us where we can find you, what your websites and, you know, your Instagram? Absolutely. So if you want to experience a few sound baths, I have a bunch on my Instagram at shanila.sattar, S-H-A-N-I-L-A dot S-A-T-T-A-R. And I also have a brand new YouTube channel too, where I'm putting up longer sound baths. So you can pop in your headphones and listen with your kids and it's safe for all ages. So you can, you know, get a little bit of taste in that. And you can also learn sound bath and sound healing with me. And if you're interested to come into a sound healing course or a breathwork course, and I'm also the creator of the world's first healing arts practitioner program where you spend an entire 12 months with me. We learn breathwork, sound healing, and really embodying ourselves as healer. If you are interested in any of that, you can head to alwaysplay.org. And you can also listen to my podcast, The Playground. Perfect. Thanks so much for making time with us today. It was a great pleasure speaking with you. What an honor. Thank you for having me. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to Mom's Time Out. Please come back next week for more engaging conversations. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please share and let your friends know. To learn more, check us out on IrvineMomsNetwork.com. We appreciate you and we'll talk to you soon.